0: Axis Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Brought to you by Silicon Valley Bank. Ideas Bank here. I'm Dan Pramack. On today's show, Bill Gates' failing bet and China's 30-year surprise. But first, Trump takes on tech. So last night in Washington, D.C. was the kickoff of a new high-profile political event called the National Conservatism Conference, which bills itself as being focused on Trump-era nationalism. And the kickoff keynote was provided by Peter Thiel, the billionaire venture capitalist known for writing the first big check to Facebook and who has sat on its board ever since. He also co-founded Palantir, which kind of is Silicon Valley's stealthy answer to Booz Allen Hamilton. So Teal's biggest attacks last night were against Google, which just happens to be Facebook's biggest rival, which Teal claims has had its management infiltrated. That's the word he used, infiltrated by China, and which is therefore aiding and abetting the Chinese military. And then he used the T word.
1: Is it because they consider themselves to be so thoroughly infiltrated that they have engaged in the seemingly treasonous decision to um, work with the Chinese military
0: and not with the U.S. military? All of this, of course, is against the backdrop of last week's so-called social media summit at the White House, where President Trump and a select group of supportive influencers had a kind of airing of grievances over perceived biases and blockages by companies like Google, Facebook, and Twitter. In short, this whole issue of tech bias or anti-tech bias, is moving from the fringes into a central matter for Trump and for Republicans more broadly. How it gets resolved could impact how all of us communicate with one another and the future of one of America's fastest growing and most lucrative industries. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Axios tech reporter David McCabe, who was in the room last night for Teal's speech. But first, this.
1: Silicon Valley Bank strives to provide banking services at your pace. Quick, nimble, and always looking ahead. And when you run into a speed bump, They'll have the insights and expert advice to help guide you through it. Visit svb.com forward slash next to learn more.
0: We're joined now by Axios tech reporter David McCabe, who was in the room last night for Peter Thiel's speech. How was Thiel kind of received by the crowd?
1: They loved it. I mean, this is a crowd of people who are fully bought into this sort of Trump-era nationalism. They've been hyped up by the conference organizers in advance. So they loved it. They totally ate it up.
0: You said they were hyped up by the conference organizers in advance. How so? And and how was Teal introduced? Simply, you know, Trump supporter, venture capitalist?
1: One of the most successful, you know, Silicon Valley minds, that sort of thing. The way that conference organizers were framing it was we want to show that nationalism isn't exclusive to capitalism, that that those two things can coexist. It was sort of a fascinating event. Generally, it it appears to sort of be creating uh, the attempt to create sort of an intellectual kind of almost think tanky world around sort of the Trump ideology, but even from the beginning, you could tell that the sort of markers of Trumpism were there. Uh, an organizer said, we're, we're nationalists, we're not white nationalists, you know, we refused entry to multiple people who are implied white nationalists. So that was sort of the, the frame in which all this was taking place.
0: Let's talk about what Teal actually said, and the stuff that's getting the most attention, which you reported on last night and I talked about in the open, which is this suggestion that you know, the FBI and the CIA should investigate Google for treason. I mean, that that's the word Teal used. For treason, not... Seemingly treasonous. <laughs> seemingly treasonous. You know, that there's infiltration, management by China. From your perspective, when you see him saying it up there, is he saying it in all seriousness or is there a bit of winking to the crowd here, given that that Teal is on the board of Facebook and this would kind of be like the CEO of Coke saying that Pepsi should be investigated?
1: In the room, it read as a a pretty serious claim and it is a pretty serious claim, right?
0: The question is the seriousness of the claim and how you define serious, right? It's a big claim.
1: What I mean by that is it's a big claim and it's one that I did not send sort of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But even if that was his intent, you know, I think like he's made this claim it's out there. And so that's what I mean by serious.
0: Did he talk at all about Facebook, given that, I mean, when we talk about infiltration is the wrong word, but when we talk about being, say, used by a foreign government, it's his company that obviously is the one that's been in the news the most over the past few years.
1: Created a product that was used by agents of a foreign government. Yeah. He didn't talk about that. The other thing, right, is Facebook has made attempts to get into China. He was also talking about Google's AI project, which, of course, is based around this DeepMind acquisition, in which he, my understanding is, was a pretty big investor. So I would say that Thielman made these comments, but he didn't make them in a vacuum and his side of the house has its own kind of Chinese ties to answer for. And one thing that's really important to emphasize is that he didn't say they've done something seemingly treasonous and here's the evidence I have. He sort of framed it as here's questions to ask. It's sort of the, the classic like, I'm just asking questions, throw your hands up thing. But certainly the insinuation was there and it's it's a very serious again, accusation to
0: make. And this obviously comes in the context, you know, just a couple days earlier was the, this social media summit at the White House. From your perspective, you know, it seems to be becoming an article of faith on The right that big tech platforms and big tech companies are politically aligned against them, and also perhaps against the national interest of the United States, which is what Teal was arguing last night. What's the outcome of that? In other words, it's one thing to sit around and have a, a bitch session about it for a while. What all actually comes of this outside of perhaps some you know stump speech rhetoric you know, at, at Trump rallies?
1: Well, there's this bill on Capitol Hill that Senator Josh Hawley, who's also speaking at this conference tomorrow, has put out that would strip the companies of liability protections for user-generated content if their moderation wasn't politically neutral. I don't think it has any co-sponsors yet. It's not really going anywhere.
0: And it seems to be an impossible thing to prove, right? They have to prove a negative, correct? Prove that their decisions were free of bias, not somebody accusing the companies of having bias.
1: The bill punts it to the FTC. To some extent, right, Congress can attempt to pass whatever law it wants. I don't see them trying to pass this. But is it possible that there are other legislative proposals that tie into these sort of mostly unsubstantiated accusations of anti-conservative censorship? Sure. But for now, I I think you're exactly right. It's going to be a mostly rhetorical issue.
0: And since you're in D.C. and you you talk to these folks, if you're the big tech lobbyists themselves, whether they be for Google or for Peter Thiel's company, Facebook or or from Twitter, et cetera, what exactly is their strategy right now? Or do they just throw their hands in, up in the air, because while you and I have been talking about kind of the attacks coming from the right, there have been plenty also coming from the left. What's kind of their checklist right now on top priorities?
1: To answer to all of the above. These companies have vast, sprawling lobbying operations. And in fact, you know, for listeners who aren't necessarily aware of how these, these lobbying shops work. There's often someone at pretty much all these companies. There is someone who's in charge of conservative outreach. There's someone who's in charge of left-leaning outreach. There are people in charge of Capitol Hill outreach to Democrats and to Republicans. So they're designed to sort of take it all at once.
0: Bottom line here, does what Peter Thiel says have resonance still in the White House? He obviously spoke at the RNC convention in 2016. You know, he, he was there particularly during the transition and kind of some of those early meetings. There's that photo of Trump grabbing his hand. Is he still, when he says something, does Trump still listen?
1: We'll see. I think we're reporting on whether or not the White House sort of agrees with this question, whether or not Teal has lobbied the White House or lobbied anyone else on this. I think the question that I have and the question I'm asking is, right, we know that Teal at least has the possibility to have access to people in the White House, access to people in the administration. So whether or not the White House agrees with what he said last night, is it something he's saying in meetings getting into the bloodstream that way?
0: David McCabe, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. My final two
1: right after this.
0: With Silicon Valley Bank, you'll get a banking and financial
1: services partner committed to seeing you through the ups, the downs, and the I'm way in over my head moments. There are also scalable solutions that fit each important stage of the startup journey. Visit svb.com forward slash next to learn more.
0: Now it's time for my final two, and first up is Bill Gates. The Microsoft co-founder is now best known as a malaria-fighting philanthropist, but he's also spent a lot of money on energy innovation, including co-founding a nuclear technology company in 2006 called TerraPower. The trouble is, TerraPower isn't where Gates expected it to be by now. He tells my Axios colleague, Amy Harder, that he is losing optimism in the future of nuclear power, something he views as an environmental imperative because of how much less waste it creates than typical fossil fuels. One recent issue for TerraPower has been trade tensions with China, which scuttled his company's plans to build a demonstration reactor there. But to be honest, it's the technological challenges that are really more daunting, not just for TerraPower, but for other next-gen reactor startups. If unsuccessful, Gates believes the nuclear power industry could simply disappear. And finally this morning, China reported that its economy expanded at the lowest rate in nearly 30 years last quarter, with GDP coming in at 6.2%. So blame trade tensions or maybe just what had to eventually be a slowdown after three decades of growth. But either way, it could result in the Chinese government redoubling investment and consumer consumption measures on top of its existing and expensive infrastructure efforts. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producer, Tim Showvers, have a great national tapioca pudding day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata podcast.